Hi there, my name is Tom Bell and welcome to my 5 Minute Friday podcast on the 28th of July. Um, So a few weeks ago on the 75th anniversary of the NHS, I published my second book, which is called No Wealth But Life. And it's all about how um, the healthcare, wider, the whole, the entire healthcare system in Britain is struggling. I think that's a polite way of putting it, isn't it? And how we as a country can save the NHS. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody who has bought a copy for buying a copy. Thank you very much for that. And also for some of the great feedback and reviews that I've had. Um, it really is quite humbling some of the feedback that people give. So again, thank you, huge thank you, uh, really heartfelt. It's, you know, you get an email from somebody that tells you that it's actually had an impact on their thinking. And that, for me, um, I was gonna call myself a writer there, that would feel a bit pompous, wouldn't it? Um, but f- for me, that really means, that means a lot. You know, that is, um, you know, yes, we all need money to pay the bills, but that's worth more than money can buy, I tell you. To have had an impact on somebody's thinking, that's a, a really, really wonderful thing. So anyway, um, so who am I? Well, uh, I'm a trainer, an author, a speaker, uh, uh, an organizational culture and patient safety consultant specializing in willful blindness and ethical fading. And I'm a former NHS whistleblower. The reason I wrote the book is that I wanted to start I wanted to change the debate really about the NHS and about healthcare in Britain from being one which looks at it in isolation and which says, hey, look, the NHS is broken. Isn't it struggling? Isn't it terrible? To saying, actually, we, we can't have a conversation about our healthcare services without having a conversation about our entire nation. You can't do that. You cannot talk about how to create brilliant healthcare services if what you have is a crumbling society around them. Now, that might sound a bit melodramatic, but actually, I think if you speak to a lot of people, not, how can I put this, not the middle class people who, who for whom everything is okay, but a lot of people for whom everything is not okay, you know, society is not serving them well at the moment. And certainly, you know, well over a decade of conservative government has not served many people well at all, apart from those at the very top of the tree. So the conversation needs to be about what kind of country it is that we want and how we measure success. And the premise of the book is that we've got to shift away from this narrow focus on GDP or gross domestic product, as it's widely known, as being the only meaningful measure of success, because actually it doesn't mean a great deal. We've passed the point now where we have enough in the sense that between us all collectively, there is enough to more than meet our needs. But it's how that's distributed and how it's managed, isn't it, that that seems to be the real issue. And the book asks the question, what is the primary purpose of government? What's the primary purpose of government? Now, you might think that's a really obvious question to ask, but you try asking your local MP that or local councillors that and just see what answers you get. I've tried on numerous occasions with numerous MPs and never really got a meaningful answer. It's as if you're sort of asking something that's, you know, it's a bit like... um, the king's clothes, you know, well, if you can't see the purpose, Tom, then you must be the stupid one. And which I think tells a story, doesn't it? If the purpose of government is just to grow wealth, then okay, hunky dory. But sometimes that's in contradiction with health. Not everything that creates wealth is good for health. I think that goes without saying, you know, just look at what's going on with with the growth of online gambling in this country and globally. Um, So Is the primary purpose of government to generate wealth or is it the health and well-being of its citizens? 
And I think when you couch it in those terms, you would say, okay, well, unless you sort of, unless you're a fan of Anne Rand, then you'd say, well, it's the health and well-being of its citizens. Government would then reply, well, the economy actually is the thing that makes everybody healthy, you know. Um, the reality is it's not, and we've seen that it's not. And this whole idea of trickle-down economics and, you know, the rising tide lifting all the boats, that's, you know, that's busted flush, isn't it? You know, that we've, we've got to move on from that. Um, there's much more to us than just economic, we're, you know, we're more than economic creatures, yeah. You know, we are interdependent people. Um, we are incredible works in progress, still evolving works in progress. The idea that we can reach our full potential through the acquisition of more and more things, more and more stuff, more and more shit to end up in landfill is just, you know, we've got to move past that. We're, when I say we're better than that, that sounds a bit patronising, doesn't it? But we are better than that. We are all worth more than that. Um, so, yeah, so that's the premise of the book. So once again, thank you to everyone who has purchased a copy and made time to feedback to me about how they found it. Um, the book is called No Wealth But Life. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, it is available in paperback and on Kindle. And on that note, I shall wrap up my five minutes, which I've already exceeded. I shall wish you a good weekend. Um, stay safe, stay sane and stay solvent if possible. Thanks.